Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast NFL Show. We are officially on the last week of the regular season. Week 18 is upon us. It's a sad time. It's a happy time for some of you who are looking forward to a brief retirement. I know I said I was going to retire, but I've been having some NBA success, so retirement's been postponed. Um, However, we're going to um, go over those Week 17 results. And when I say we, I mean Jeremy and I, who is joining me as always. Um, And then we'll go ahead and get into Week 18. Jeremy, I'm going to ask you, as I always do, how was your week on the books? Uh, yeah, well, in regards to the picks on the pod last week, not phenomenal. Um, but there was a lot of good live betting opportunity this week. It felt like um, come Sunday, which kind of made up for it for me personally. Um, but not my best week, not my worst week. Um, and I'm looking forward to this week, although a lot of the games are going to be weird with people not you know, playing their starters. Yeah, there's news about Joe Burrow. He won't be playing. Um, I know he's getting some rest. Joe Mixon, another member of the Bengals who won't be playing, he has COVID. Um, but we're going to see some guys get some regular team reps, I think, that maybe we wouldn't have expected. Derrick Henry being one of those people, activated off the IR. I bet you will see him take a couple snaps. I don't know um, what's going to happen, but I bet that he, uh, he gets a couple runs in and he's going to be on the turf this weekend. So... Uh, we'll have to see what uh, what everything looks like. In the meantime, we're going to go ahead and get into um, some of these games for you. Uh, let me pull up the NFL game lines. I'm going to try to keep it kind of short today. Um, I'm not feeling so hot, a little bit tired. Um, and I know Jeremy's been working today too anyway. So um, the Giants take on the took on the Bears. Uh, Bears win convincingly 29-3. Uh, Saquon, 100 yards for him. David Montgomery, two touchdowns, only 64 for him. Good running game, good result for the Bears, who desperately needed a win. And it has been confirmed that Adam Gase, or um, not Adam Gase, I'm sorry, Matt Nagy is out as the Bears head coach after the end or the conclusion of uh, Week 18, which is good news for them. We'll see if Justin Fields can get something going on uh, with a new head coach next season. We have the Jaguars versus the Patriots. Jags don't cover. I'm going to ask you how you felt about this game. Um, Pats win 50-10. to 10. Trevor Lawrence looks terrible, throws three interceptions, of course. Just one touchdown for him. Mac Jones, good game, three tuds, 227 yards in the air. Ramondre Stevenson, 170 yards, two rushing touchdowns. And Damian Harris, 35 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Now, I had I had a real feeling the Jags were going to cover this game. I'm fairly certain that we both took them to cover, um, and neither of them did. So, what do you think about this game? I mean, this was this was just absolutely awful. I can't see the Jags ever being good. Yeah, we've known the Jags are bad all year, but this was just embarrassing. <laughs> Excuse me, but um. I thought they would cover the line was what? Was it 14 and a half or 17 and a half? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was 17 but, and a half. Yeah, that's a ton of points that they were giving up. And I was like, oh, there's no way that the Pats win by, you know, like 30 points. And then here we are, and they won by 40. The Jags look horrible. Um, Trevor Lawrence doesn't look good. I don't know. Uh, they just need to not even play this week, just get ready for next year. 
Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. I mean, I don't know where they're going to be looking to um, strengthen their team. I don't know if it's just going to be a front office thing, coaching thing, or if they're really going to need to do some work on the roster. I think probably all of those things. Um, it's just, wow, what a, what a mess they have in Jacksonville. They have quite a task ahead of them. The Rams beat the Ravens 20-19. to 19. I have another question for you. All I'm going to say about this game was there was a lot of frauding going on. Matt Stafford looked super suspect throughout pretty much three quarters. Um, OBJ saved him with a touchdown and a clutch fourth down conversion. I mean, what a mess. I have some serious reservations about the Rams heading into the playoffs. They are 12-4. and four. The Ravens are now 8-8, eight and eight, which is probably where they deserve to be um, after a relatively lopsided first half of the season where I'd say they were overperforming. Um, what do you think about the Rams? I know you're a Rams backer. I know we both have money on the Rams in terms of futures. However, I now am of the opinion that this Rams team is very beatable depending on how Stafford shows up. Yeah, no, I agree with that sentiment. Um, I do think they're very beatable. Um, lucky for me, I wasn't able to watch the one o'clock games this week, so I didn't have to, um, you were sit there and yell at Matt Stafford at the beginning of the game when he was playing horrible. Um, but yeah, no, they're definitely beatable. The good thing for them, though, is of the teams that have looked suspect that we expect to be great, they have the best defense, in my opinion, which will always keep them in a game, yeah. regardless of if Matt Stafford is sucking or not. And then the like the comeback of Sony Michelle, I think, could <laughs> um, help them moving forward here in the playoffs because he looks unbelievable, and I thought he was just going to be a nobody from this point forward in his career. Yeah, I mean, I've always kind of had a soft spot for Sony Michelle. Strangely enough, there's a couple guys in the league that I have like a weird um, kind of uh, I don't know, proclivity. Maybe that's the word um, to them. KJ Osborne is one of them, and Sony Michelle is another. He's looked fantastic filling in for um, Darrell Henderson, who was injured, and then Darrell Henderson was filling in for Cam Akers. Cam Akers didn't play, but I think he will be back next week, actually, So or this week. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, but, yes, certainly we have to give Sonny Michelle his roses. He's filled in and done an excellent job um, for the other injured running backs there. So we'll have to see what the Rams have in store for us. The Buccaneers beat the uh, New York Jets 28-24, to come back uh, after just a disastrous game. Um, up until really that fourth quarter where they put up 11 unanswered points, 410 yards, three touchdowns and an interception for Tom Brady, nothing on the ground. Uh, Cyril Grace and Tyler Johnson um, are the two leading receivers here behind Gronk, who had 115. And uh, injured Mike Evans also caught a touchdown in this game. Zach Wilson looked a little better in this game, 234 yards, a touchdown. Michael Carter and uh, Ty Johnson alongside Braxton Berrios continue to look impressive as well now uh ab quit or took his shirt off and threw his pads on the sideline and ran away like uh, a screaming child i am fairly certain that we agree that he is severely um hampered by some sort of mental condition or illness maybe it's cte related maybe not we'll never know because the nfl doesn't truly care about player safety um, but I mean, you didn't see this live, right? No, I did not get to oh. see it live. Um, I had to go on Twitter and watch the videos, but that was, um, it is, that was an interesting spectacle for sure. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I mean, of course, if there's a player that's going to do it, AB's got to be at the top of my list. 
Um, all I saw was our friend in the group chat. He just say, AB just ran shirtless across the end zone. And I was like, oh, all right, he's just, just fucking around. Uh, and then Red Zone shows the replay and shows it again and again and again from 10 different angles. And uh, there is no denying that that was Antonio Brown running across the end zone with no shirt on, jumping up and down, and then leaving the stadium, catching an Uber home, uh, which is just so insane. But despite all of that nonsense uh, and Bruce Arians and his flip-floppy bullshit, I fucking hate Bruce Arians, by the way. He's such a hypocrite. Uh, the Bucks improved at 12-4 and four and are poised uh, to have quite a, I'd say, probably easy time in the playoffs. Uh, all right, Falcons 15, Bills 29. Despite a relative underperformance from the Buffalo Bills, uh, the <clears throat> Bills emerge victorious, rise to 10 and 6. Falcons now 7 and 9. Matt Ryan game management game. Of course, Mike Davis gets a touchdown. Josh Allen, three interceptions, but also two rushing touchdowns for him. Devin Singletary, also two rushing touchdowns. Uh, couldn't really get it done in the air here for Josh. I don't know what you took away from this game. But there's a lot of teams, AFC and NFC, that I worry about in, in the in the playoffs. And the Bills, you know, one week they'll come out, they'll really bury their opponent, really put a fork in them. Um, but other weeks they'll come out and they'll just not really show their best. And I think they probably should have beat the Falcons by more than this, um, but they didn't. Yeah, no, I agree. They should be taking care of the Falcons um, pretty easily. Um more easier than how it looked on Sunday. Yeah. But my biggest complaint was the fact that the over was 44 and a half and Matt Ryan scored what would have been the touchdown to get the over gets called for taunting after scoring the touchdown only for the touchdown to get overturned. And it then turned into third and 15. Um, and then they ended up not scoring and they didn't kick the field goal either. So that was my biggest takeaway. I mean, such a bad beat. Uh, Jeremy and I were talking earlier before the show. Um, He got hooked three times. So he got got by a half point three different times, which is just, I mean, I I was saying last night, you know, there's certainly a little bit of luck uh, or there's certainly a little bit of skill involved in gambling, especially um, when you're straight betting, there's a lot of skill involved, but um, when you're doing setting out mass picks, you're bound to get fucked because it's just so much luck that's involved. And here, Jeremy got the super short end of the stick. I mean, he was five and eleven on the week for his picks, which is just nonsense. Um, if you look at records for the past ten weeks, I don't think you've ever gone five and eleven. To be honest, even in our worst week, uh, you just got cheesed. And I thought that was funny uh, when we looked this morning. But what a fucking unfortunate. Uh, circumstance that is now my unfortunate circumstance of the week was the chiefs versus the Bengals. I mean, I, I, I counted how much money I was due if the chiefs won, not even if they covered, or uh, I took them five and a half in some things, but I had them on the money line and a lot of other things, um, or, or touchdown doubles with, with a winner. Uh, I was due about $1,200 if the chiefs would have pulled this out. They did not. Uh, they lost 31-234 to Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Because to be honest with you, it wasn't the Cincinnati Bengals that beat uh, the Chiefs in this game. It was Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, which has been the case for many of the matchups they've had this season. 10-6 and six for the Cincinnati Bengals now. 11-5 and five for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, 259 yards, two touchdowns. 
Darrell Williams with two touchdowns and 88 yards on the ground. But Joe Burrow, I mean, this guy, with no protection, he comes out, throws for 446 yards and four touchdowns. Jamar Chase has 266 yards receiving and three touchdowns. Jamar Chase received for more yards than Patrick Mahomes threw for in this game. This was a masterclass. This is the connection that you hope for. This is the Rodgers and Devontae Adams connection on drugs because these guys are younger and more explosive. And it's fucking insane to watch. I mean, this was infuriating. I went against Chase in fantasy as well. What do you have to say about this? Because I, I can't think of the last time that you know, Rodgers and, and Devontae are obviously the people that come to mind, but an explosive duo like this, it, it's even better than Mahomes and Tyreek. This this shit is insane. Yeah, no, they look nuts. There was, at the beginning of the season, they kind of looked similar, and then they dropped off here towards the middle, and now they look to be back. And I know we've said all year, and we still, I'm sure, stand by the fact that they're, it's too still too early for them to make a playoff run. But if Jamar and Joe Burrow pull whatever they did last week against the Chiefs, they definitely could give someone trouble in the first round, that's for sure. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I mean, we think about Chiefs, and I talk about Chiefs magic all the time, right? That's kind of what happened in this game for the Bengals. That's that's really what, what happened. It's youth, it's technical skill, and it's a little bit of luck. And, you know, Joe, after the game, Joe Burrow came out and said, it's one of those things where I say, fuck it, Jamar's got to be down there somewhere. And a lot of times, I mean, he's throwing, he's throwing like 37, 40 yard dots down the field to the sideline um, on third down conversions, like risky ass throws. And Jamar Chase gets up, he rises over um, corners and safeties and grabs the ball every single time. And it's just so fucking crazy to watch. Um... I don't know how you you beat that, you know, and we'll see if if pressure gets to them in the playoffs. I said earlier, Burrow's going to get some time off, but holy fuck, when they are really going at it, it it seems like they're just absolutely unstoppable. Next game, boring snorefest. Dolphins are back. They lose three to thirty four to the Tennessee Titans, who are now eleven and five. If the Titans beat the Texans this week, they will be the number one seed in the AFC which is so inconceivable because the Titans are not good. Um, Tua, terrible game, 205, one interception. Rushing, nothing gets done. Uh, Tannehill, game management, 120 yards, two touchdowns. He's the king of game managing. Deontay Foreman, main back in this game, 132 yards and a touchdown for him. Dontrell Hillard gets a touchdown as well. Anthony Ferkser and Jeff Swaim are the two receiving touchdown scorers in this game. Uh, did you take anything away from this? Because I think the Titans are still bad. Um, I just think the Dolphins are actually terrible, and they've been pretending for pretty much eight weeks. I agree with both of those statements. Um, I don't see the Titans doing anything in the playoffs, but, you know, they have been playing consistent football, which is something a lot of other teams can't say. So, I mean, we could be sitting here in four weeks talking about how wrong we were. Um, no, on the possible. Titans, just just because they have been playing consistent football, but yeah, I dude, there's just something about them. Like the way they play, it just doesn't it doesn't look good. Like Ryan Tannehill is like the best worst quarterback ever. Like he doesn't do anything, but he does. He just doesn't let the other team have the ball. He just like give. He just hands it off a hundred times and then throws slant rounds to AJ Brown, and then they walk away with a win somehow. 
Yeah, I mean, it's boring. You're right. It's a very boring brand of football. Um, it It's strange because we know Vrabel learned under Belichick, obviously. Um, but even Belichick, you know, you're due for some flash. You're due for some um, really just solid performances. And I would say that the Titans just play like a super... It's it's really a singular brand of football. Like nobody else kind of plays like the Titans do and has success. Um, it's hella boring to watch. It's ugly at times. It feels like it's never going to accomplish the goal. But you know, I think maybe just missing out on the flashiness of Derrick Henry, who's going to break off those seventy, eighty, ninety, hundred yard runs. You never know. Um, you know, that's part of it. Maybe when he comes back, if we get full strength Derrick Henry for the playoffs. Uh, which I don't think we will, but it's a possibility. You know, that guy is an actual monster. Um, maybe we'll sing a different tune about the Titans. But for now, um, I am not a Titans believer. I know you aren't either. I just hope that they win. Um, or actually, I think they've already locked out the AFC South, right? They're already winning. They already won it. Yeah. Yeah, no, they got that locked up. Sadly, no, no Colts division yeah. win for us. Well, I had the Titans in my in my parlay, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll move on to the Colts Raiders 23 Colts 20. Um, yeah, this game had a stench about it. I know Jeremy and I said last week, the Raiders probably do to cover here. They did cover and they won despite those sentiments that we shared. I believe we both took the Colts anyway. Um, Carson Wentz, 148 yards, a touchdown for him. Jonathan Taylor, 108 yards and a touchdown. He got his, his, his line was 107. Um, when I looked before the game, he got 108 yards. So just one more than what his original rushing line was. Josh Jacobs touchdown for him. Derek Carr, 255, a touchdown and two interceptions. Zay Jones and Hunter Renfro combined for one touchdown and about 200 yards, so a good performance from those two guys as well. I don't have any worries about the Raiders. They are playing the Chiefs to decide who comes in here. I will say, if the Jaguars beat the Indianapolis Colts this weekend, and it could happen, Indy hasn't won it in uh, in Jacksonville in four years, I believe. Um, if that happens, if the Jags beat the Colts, and the Raiders and the Chargers um, <clears throat> tie the game, if they all just kneeled the entire time, both teams would be in. Did you see that? I did see that, and I hope it comes down to that. So do I. That, like, as much as people would hate it, it would be so funny to sit there and watch, A, the fastest game in the history of the sport, Yep. and B, to sit there and watch Herbert and Derek Carr, or probably just the backups at that point, just sit yeah. there and knee the ball for like 20 straight possessions would be absolutely hysterical. So they flexed. I think the Colts and the Jags play during the day at 1 p.m. They flexed this game to Sunday night, the Raiders and the Chargers. Yes, imagine that at 8.20. So we're, prim- we're primed so for that. We're primed for the, the kneel-off. This could actually happen. Now, another question for you. The the NFL or not a question, but a statement. The NFL would never let this happen, right? Never. I mean, yeah, but what are they going to do? Like go out on the field? I, I don't. They're know. They're going to find those teams, a, I'm sure, probably after the game. But it's not against the rules. No one says you have to try to win. That's what I mean. It can't be. I mean, look, we watch the Jaguars play every year. They fucking tank every time. Yeah, they don't try um, to win. But there's no. They can't stop them. But 
But I, I just wonder, like, what will happen? We could be primed for an unprecedented situation, and I, for one, am extremely excited to see um, what happens. The Colts will probably win, um, but you never know. could happen. All yeah. right, Eagles 20, Washington 16. Not a lot to say about this game. Eagles are not a serious contender. Guys, I know there's Eagles fans that listen to this show. I know there's non-Eagles fans that listen to this show. Be realistic, regardless of what you are, regardless of if the Eagles have won you money. Listen, they've won me a lot of money this year because their lines have been fucky a lot. But they are not a contender. People are talking about, I know Jeremy tweeted this the other day, people are talking about whether they want the Bucks or the Rams. Come on, dude. You don't want either of those teams. You're going to get fucking boat raced by 20 points by either of those teams. I don't care what the Bucks look like. I don't care what Stafford and the Rams look like. The Eagles are not ready. Jalen Hurts is not the QB of the future. Nick Sirianni is not the coach of the future. If he wins coach of the year, I mean, that is disgusting stuff. I'm gonna, I'm just going to hand it over to you here because I think the Washington football team beat themselves in this game and the Eagles just won by default. Yeah, no. All right. The Eagles fans, the fan base, so delusional. But that's okay. You know, at least they support the team. Good enough. But they, they haven't beat a team that's going to finish the season with a winning record. The only other team that's done that this season is the Dolphins. And look what happened when they just played the team who we think is the worst playoff team. Like, the Titans just beat the Dolphins by 30. So imagine what happens when the Eagles also play a real playoff team. Like, this weekend, Jerry Jones said he plans to play all the starters. And if that does happen, the Eagles might get a rough outlook into what is to come the following week in the playoffs as well. Because, I mean, you beat a beat-up Washington team who has half their roster by four, and then two weeks ago you beat them when they had one-third of their roster by, like, seven. Yeah, It's just, they don't look good. Jalen Hurts is not, he's a good fantasy quarterback, I'll give him that. You drafted him in fantasy, you did a hell of a job. But actual winning, breeding good football games, not the guy. Nick Sirianni, not the guy. And yeah, like you said, if he wins coach of the year, I'm going to be absolutely disgusted. Yeah, me too. Absolutely disgusting stuff. Um, all right, let's move on. Start to pick it up here. We had, where are we? Oh, Broncos Chargers. Chargers wax the Broncos 34 to 13. Uh, Drew Locke 245, a touchdown. Um, not really much going on here. Noah Fant was a leading receiver with 92 yards and a touchdown. Um, Herbert, good game, 237, two tuds. Austin Eckler gets back here, gets a touchdown for himself. Mike Dove and Keenan Allen have a touchdown each in this one as well. Man, I would have won so much money this week. I had all of those guys to score a touchdown. Uh, okay, Texans 7, 49ers 23. Despite covering and looking in control at points in this, or despite covering for most of the game and looking in control for most of the game, Texans fall to the Niners by a margin of 17, 16, um, absolutely battered in the second half here. Niners put up 20 unanswered points. Davis Mills, 163, 1 and 1. Uh, Rex Burkhead leading rusher at 47. Trey Lance, 249, two tuds and an interception for him. Eli Mitchell, 119 yards on the ground. Um, and a, I believe, receiving touchdown for him as well as Debo Samuel. 
So I didn't take away much from the Niners. I think Trey Lance needs some time, but I think he's a better long-term solution than Jimmy G. I'm already ready to say that. I think the guy's more dynamic, and I'd be curious to see what you think about Lance. You know, I definitely think he's a better long-term solution than Jimmy G. Um, But, like, I think in the short term, like for this season, Jimmy G gave them the best chance to win. I mean, he knows the system. He knows the league. Trey Lance is young, hasn't really played anything near this level of competition in his life. But I definitely could see him having a bright future in the league. And after 17 weeks, I can finally say the Niners were better than what I gave them credit for the first, like, eight weeks of the season when all we did was talk about how horrible they are. Um, because, I mean, Debo looks like the best wide receiver in the league. He's come to life all crazy. Eli Mitchell looks good, and then Glass Buns, George Kittle, has come back and looked phenomenal as well. Yeah, absolutely. The Lions lost to the Seahawks 29-51. to Russ looked amazing in this game. I mean, 236, four touchdowns, threw, threw the ball 29 times, connected on 20 of those. Rashad Penny, what a demon. Waiver wire legend for me. 25 carries, 170 yards, and two touchdowns. He looks better than Marshawn Lynch in this game. DK, three receiving touchdowns, and Tyler Lockett had one as well. The Lions do put up 29 points in this game, but it's only because that Seahawks defense is not as good as people seem to think they are. Um, three interceptions for Tim Boyle. And uh, like I think Amon Ross St. Brown had two touchdowns in this game. 111 yards receiving and then a rushing touchdown as well. Jamal Williams had one and Taylor Decker had a touchdown as well. Now, do you think the Lions are actually looking up or do you think they have to? Because they've looked better this second half of the season. Like they, despite being 2 13 and 1, I think they really have looked a lot better in the second half. Um, I think Dan Campbell is. Like, whatever, if you're going to keep him as your head coach. I know the narrative, like, guys play hard for Dan Campbell. Like, is super weird and cringy as fuck. But um, what do the Lions need besides probably a star receiver to 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 get out and maybe even just be like a 6-10 and 10 team or 6-12 or, and 12 or something like that? There's 18 weeks now. I always forget. Because... Um, do they need a new QB, do you think? Like, they definitely need a new QB, right? Yeah, no. I do think that a new QB wouldn't hurt them at all. That's yeah. for sure. But like you said, do I think they're looking up? Yes. I think if you restarted the season right now, like if they just wiped everyone to 0-0, zero zero, I think the Lions would win five or six games, to yeah. be honest. If you just restarted it right now. Um, the Dan Campbell narrative is kind of weird, but it seems to be true. I mean... You haven't heard one complaint out of anyone on their team. Every other team in the league's got drama left and right. There's been no complaints. They no they they win two games this season, but still, I mean, everyone no one complains. They they put up 30 points this week. I mean, that's a big step in the right direction. But I don't know. I haven't I can't say I've kept up with them enough to know like what their true weak spots are. Um, to say, you know, like cause some teams you look at and you're like, oh, they need like defensive backs or like, you know, but I don't really know what the lines, but a quarterback. And then I think, yeah, just like some better like plug-and-play fill-in pieces, whether that be on the defense or the offense, and they could get closer to a 500 team next year because it does seem like some of their weapons they do have are the right weapons. Like you said, with St. Brown, he's good. Swift, obviously good. Jamal Williams is a heck of a backup running back. Like that, I would love to have him as my running back, too, on any team. And they have 
TJ Hawkinson. I mean, they got a lot going in the right direction. They just need a few more pieces to get a little more competitive. And hopefully um, Aaron Rodgers potentially leaving the division would help them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, trying to find the rest of these games. Um, okay. Cards 25, Cowboys 22. Fucking cards. Should have won by six points, but they didn't Didn't cover for me. Um, cards now 11 and 5. Cowboys also 11 and 5. I mean, Jeremy and I both called this one. Um, he gets the benefit of getting the pick right. But um, Murray, 263, two touchdowns. Chase Edmonds used as the primary back here. Not really the way he should be used, in my opinion. Um, 53 yards for him. Kirk, 79 yards in the air. Uh, Antoine Wesley had two touchdowns in this game. He's been utilized by Kyler Murray very well in the past few weeks. Dak Prescott, 226, three touchdowns. Um, Really nothing going on the ground for the Cowboys in this one. Dalton Schultz, leading receiver at 54 yards, but Cedric Wilson and Amari Cooper get a touchdown each, as well, uh, as, well as Michael Gallup. He had the first one. So uh, what do you think about this one? I mean, the Cowboys, for me, heading into the playoffs, this is not a game you want to lose, but we both knew that they would. Yeah, I don't... I think the Cowboys get too much credit because... Every year, the NFC East is overhyped and underperforms. Like, yeah. they get too much credit. Yeah, they, I mean, they have what, not 10 wins, I think? 10? Mm-hmm. 10 and 5? That sounds correct. 11, 10 and 11 6. and 5. All right. Um, but you got to think about it. They get to beat the Eagles twice. They get to beat the Giants twice. They get to beat the football team twice. Like, half their wins come from what should be free wins to any team that's good in the league. Yeah. And they. Don't get me wrong, and this is the best roster they've had in years. I'll say that. This is they this is the best team they've had in years, but they're still they're not the true competitor that people want to think they are, in my opinion. No, I absolutely agree. And Cowboys fans are right behind Eagles fans and Giants fans and not really WFT fans because they don't have fans, but um the NFC East is the most delusional conference in football, and it has been for probably as long as I've been alive. Um, there's no sort of realistic fans. I mean, Cowboys fans are up there for me with Eagles fans. And I am an Eagles fan. I just don't let myself in with them because most of them have the IQ of a fucking cheesesteak. Um, but the Cowboys fans are abysmal. I mean, they are just absolutely awful to deal with. Um, past glory. Talk about the rings. You weren't alive for the rings. So just shut the fuck up. Um, and you know, they're, they're not realistic. And I think people still are expecting the Cowboys to go into the playoffs and do a job. And I'm here to tell you that they might win their first round matchup, but they're not fucking going anywhere. Um, this isn't the team that's going to win a Super Bowl. You can, I would literally be willing to put my life savings on this Cowboys team with Zeke and Dak and Amari. They're never, ever going to win a Super Bowl or probably even come close. Okay, Um, with that mic drop, we'll move on. Just three more games here. Panthers-Saints. Saints Saints win against the Panthers 18-10. Pretty much no offense in this game. I mean, it was abysmal. I I would ask you how you feel about your Panthers, but I know how you feel about them, and I know how we both feel about the Saints, so we'll just move on. Packers 37, Vikings 10. No Kirk for the Vikings in this game. Not a surprising result. That Packers minus four and a half first half spread. I told you guys it was free. 
and it hit. Sean Mannion fills in for Kirk here, 189, a touchdown for him. Nothing going on the ground in this game. Dalvin injured again, I think. Um, Justin Jefferson leading receiver, 58 yards. My boy, KJ Osborne, gets a touchdown. The other points are from a field goal in this one. We saw some snaps from Jordan Love, but Aaron Rodgers was the primary guy here. 29 for 38, 288, two touchdowns. Aaron Jones with 76 on the ground, but A.J. Dillon, the one getting in the end zone two times for a fact. Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard each had a receiving touchdown in this one as well. Devontae had 136 yards, and Alan Lazard had 72. What do you think about the Packers? I know I've said in the past, maybe there's a hint of fraudulence, but it's nice for me to see them put away the Vikings in convincing fashion after fucking us so hard the last time these two teams met. Yeah, um, I mean, Packers look good. Aaron Rodgers looks as good as he's ever looked. Um, He's going to win his fourth MVP, second in a row. And I don't. My biggest takeaway is the fact that Aaron Rodgers said he expects to play this week, and he expects Devontae Adams to join him. Yeah. So that should be interesting moving forward this week. The fact that they don't want to rest their starters and keep momentum going as long as they can, I actually think that will bode well for them heading into playoffs versus teams that may sit their starters this week and then have a bye week one as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, just one more game here. What was it? Oh, Browns-Steelers. Big Ben's last game. Steelers put up 26. Cleveland Brown, Cleveland Browns put up 14. Browns 7-9, and nine, officially eliminated from playoff contention. Steelers finished the season at 8-7-1. and one. Baker Mayfield looks like a pizza delivery boy. 185 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Nick Chubb, nothing on the ground for him. Donovan Peoples-Jones, 76 yards. He's the leading res, uh, receiver in this one. Njoku gets a tud. Harrison Bryant gets a tud as well. Roethlisberger, I mean, holy fuck. Threw the ball 46 times, connected 24 times for 123 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Najee Harris, almost 200 yards, rushed for 188 and a touchdown. Won a lot of people some late like dying embers fantasy matchups i know our friend zach won one because of naji so good for him um and deontay johnson had a touchdown as well i mean the steelers suck uh need a new head coach need a new qb because haskins isn't going to be the future i mean they were hesitant to play him um even when they needed him most so i worry about the steelers moving forward but uh the browns are just down tremendous you know they they have some some talent in a rushing and receiving sense. Their defense isn't awful. Um, of course, they have Miles Garrett, but Jesus Christ, dude, they need a new QB. Baker is fucking terrible. What do you think? You agree? No, yeah, I think Baker Mayfield is horrible. Um, he is getting um, surgery. Uh, I think maybe today he got it. He said he was getting immediate surgery. On his brain? His that he should have got it weeks ago then because clearly he didn't do anything to fucking help him win. Yeah. Um, but, yes, um, sadly I was unfortunate enough to pick Baker Mayfield as my second quarterback in my dynasty league just thinking that he would be on a good offense for the next, you know, five or six years and mm. give me serviceable performances. And that could have been more wrong, so now I need a new quarterback there. Um, my, the most impressive thing about that game was the fact that Big Ben could throw the ball 46 times and barely eclipse 100 yards. I thought that was hysterical. Yeah, I mean, it's just insane. It's like that night that Kobe went out and shot like 50 times. 
Um, except Kobe actually converted on his retirement night. Big Ben did not. He just looks so washed. I mean, he, he needs to retire, maybe move into a coaching role or something like that. He'd probably be a great QB coach, um, but maybe some time off for Big Ben. Go sip a couple of pina coladas, try not to rape anybody. See what all what all happens. Um, okay, now that's done. Week 17 is done. We just have Week 18's games left. I don't know what's going to go on for playoffs. I would imagine still going to come and talk about the playoffs. Still want to talk about my bets. Um, but let's get into this. We have the Chiefs taking on the Broncos. I actually need to pull up these um, games right here. Chiefs currently a 10.5 point favorite. Uh, over under is set at 44.5. I know immediately where my mind goes. I love that 44.5. I think it's exactly where it should be. And I think we're going to see a 46 to 50 point game here. I feel very confident in that result. Um, yeah, I'm leaning towards that as well. I'm checking to see. My only question is if, if they're going to play their players. I don't know. I got to get the. I don't know if you have the standings up by chance because if it, if this game matters or not, it's kind of pretty important here. Um, I think. So the Titans can actually be the number one seed in the AFC. They are eleven and five, and the Chiefs are also eleven and five. I believe the plan is to play Mahomes and the rest of the stars. Yeah, I just pulled it up. Yeah, so it seems like if one of these teams loses, the other one gets it. And I think the Titans have the head to head or something. Yes. I don't remember how they Yep. Okay, well, in that case, yeah, I'm taking over 44.5. The Chiefs are going to come out put up some points. I mean, if the Broncos can give us 14 points, I think we'll cover the over. Yeah, absolutely. All right, the Dallas Cowboys take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas currently is seven-point favorite. Boy, I should probably tease this down. The over also looked fantastic at 43 points, but I'm going to take Cowboys minus seven. I am fading the Philadelphia Eagles. They have to lose here soon. They've they've had too much success in recent weeks, and they're due for a correction before the playoffs, I think. Yeah, no, I'm in on that. Cowboys minus seven. I don't see the Eagles winning. Like I said, they haven't beat a team that's over 500. Well, that's going to finish the season over 500 before all the Eagles fans come to Eaton at you and say, we won against the Saints when they were five and four. Too bad Trevor Simeon was their quarterback at the time. Um, but yeah, I think the Cowboys win by seven at least. Absolutely. All right, moving on. Green Bay Packers taking on the Detroit Lions. Packers, three and a half point favorites. Jordan Love is probably going to play in this game. Um, I think people are going to take the Packers anyway. I don't, I would get in on this line right now because Rodgers and Devontae said they're playing, right? Well, Rodgers said he is 100% playing and he expects Devontae to play with him, which means Devontae is playing. If get Aaron Rodgers says you're playing, you're playing. Literally, whatever you have in your balance, put on the Packers. I mean, I'm sure the distribution, the money is going to be disgusting. It's going to be like 99 to 1. Um, Packers 3.5, I don't see how you can't take that. Um, that's where I stand. Yeah, no, I'm going to take the Packers minus three just to buy the half point because at this point, I mean, I can, I'll afford to buy them down to three. I don't care. They shouldn't be three and a half to begin with. Yeah. Um, And I also kind of like the over um, just because, like, if if Aaron Rodgers goes out there and say they play – say he only plays two drives but they score 14 points, the Lions have shown that they can play offense in the last couple of weeks. 
So that kind of tempts me as well. Um, I'm going to go – I'll just – yeah, I'll have two bets for this game. That's fine. No one says I can't. Yeah. Give, me, right. give me the Packers minus three, and then I'm also going to take the over. All right, cool. Um, Alrighty, I got that for you. Uh, up next, we have the Chicago Bears taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings currently a four-point favorite. I think that is deservedly so. Um, you're not getting great, great odds on the Bears to cover. I like Vikings minus four a lot, and I really like the money line as well. I think they come out, and I think they uh, have a good game here. Okay, yeah, I um, I think I'm gonna take a Demont touchdown just with the way their offense is playing. They've been using him a lot, um, in both through the air and on the ground. I mean, he's their best offensive weapon. So I'm going with a Demont touchdown. And if Dalvin Cook plays, I'll be definitely firing up an SGP with two running back touchdowns. But I'm just going to go with a Demont touchdown. Beautiful. All right, the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. As I said, Colts haven't won in Jacksonville in four seasons. They are currently 15.5-point favorites. I think I probably like them 13.5. But instead... I'm going to go with the over at 44 points. I think that's low. And I think if the Colts show up, um, they're going to really show up. I like two Jonathan Taylor rushing touchdowns in this game. But I'm going to stick with over 44 for uh, safety's sake. You know, when it comes to Jonathan Taylor, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, I think he ends the season with a bang. Tries to sneak into that... Um, that Offensive Player of the Year um, award because it is down to him and Cooper Cup, essentially, at this point. There are no other options because they're giving Aaron Rodgers the MVP. Yep. Um, so I'm taking Jonathan Taylor, two touchdowns. All right. I absolutely love that pick. I mean, his two touchdown lines are so low, or they're, they're so, they're just mediocre odds these days just because he's so good. Um, but I like that pick as well. Tennessee Titans taking on the Houston Texans up next. Titans currently a 10-point favorite. Eh, kind of have a problem with that. I like the over again here at 43. I am going to take Titans minus 9.5. Um, I'm going to tease it down. This is the first time I believe I'm taking an alt spread in the picks so far this week. I'm going to take Titans minus 9.5 at minus 120. Texans aren't good despite having a couple over performances the past few weeks. Yeah. These totals this week just look low. They make me want to take the overs, but I don't know. They're tasty. I think maybe it's right? a maybe it's a trap. I don't know. Right? It, it seems like it's a trap of some sort here. <laughs> um mm. Derrick Henry's playing. Is there like a first half spread? Let me see what the first half spread is here. Oh, first half the trusty spread. first half spread. Titans minus six. Yeah, I think they go into halftime up a touchdown. Give me Titans minus six first half. Titans minus six. One half spread. Because then they might take out Derrick Henry, and who knows what goes on from there. That's beautiful. All right. Washington football team taking on the New York Giants up next. Washington currently a seven-point favorite. They've been on an absolute slide recently. I'm taking Washington minus seven. And I'm telling you right now, there's going to be so much money on this under. Stay the fuck away. Something weird is going to happen. 
I like Washington minus seven. Stay away from that under. This is a game, surprisingly, that I didn't think I'd be saying this, that I'm looking forward to betting on. I love Taylor Heineke. Um, yeah. I mean, he's one of those players, that, like, you know, like you said, KJ Osborne and fucking Sonny Michelle. Like, they're not great, fo- like, they're never great football players. You, there's just something about them that you like them. And yeah. I'm in on the Heineke train. Giants stock. <laughs> yeah, they're awful. And, exactly. So I'm going. Football team minus seven, and this is another game I'm going two bets. I'm taking the over. I think the football team puts up at least 28 points. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, dude. I just think I think that under is a complete trap. You know, everybody's now talking about the fact that the Giants can't put up points. Listen, they haven't been able to put up points all season. The, you know, the pundits aren't slick here. I know what's going on. I'm taking Washington football team minus seven. and If I had to, I'd probably take the over as well. All right. I'm actually I'm okay. actually not going to take the over. I'm going to take the over on Washington's team points. It's twenty three and a half and it's plus money currently. Okay. Over twenty three and a half yep. WFT team total. Okay. Cool. That's probably a better bet. Um Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens minus five and a half. Ooh. Ravens are a wild card team, right? Uh, yeah, I believe they're still. They're eight and um, eight. Yeah, I don't know if it, I'm sure it's probably like a win and get in. Yeah. All right, I'm um, taking Ravens minus Steelers. five and a half. Then I think they batter the Steelers here. I don't care yeah, who's I'm, playing. Honestly, I don't care. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so with. A so if the Steelers win and the Raiders lose, who do the Raiders play this week? Did they play we the Chargers. They play the Chargers. No, we haven't gone. Oh yeah, they, they're the old they're the old tying in kind of yep. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I was to say, because if the rate if the Steelers win or the Ravens win and the Raiders lose, um, whoever wins that game is in. Yep. Hmm, that's interesting. So, yeah, with that being said, the Steelers fucking suck. So, um, is Lamar playing? Is, is he I, still dead? I don't know. I think if he plays, he's going to be hobbled, but I oh, like yeah, I like, Hunt, angry, I like Huntley well. anyway. So I'm going to ride with the Ravens five and a half. I think that line's kind of weird, honestly, but um, it's a pick em for me. You know, not for the books, obviously. It's five and a half. Either team could win, but I'm with the Ravens. They're, they're due for a win, I think. I'm going to take a Najee touchdown, I think. Stay away from either team. Um, Najee finally looked like he was getting some steam going last game. I mean, he had more yards than Big Ben. (laughs) So uh, I could see that trend continuing this week, especially after Big Ben literally threw his arm off last week. 46 attempts. That's ridiculous. It Um, is. Fun fact, the line was 34.5, which I thought was ridiculous to begin with, and then he threw it 46 or whatever it was. So. Okay. So Najee touchdown. Uh, then I don't have to worry about if either team's good because who knows what's going to happen. 
That's absolutely true. All right, let's move on. Bengals, Browns. Bengals currently six point dog. Bengals money line. I don't care who's playing. The Bengals have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. The Browns are a disaster. Case Keenum's going to play this game. I love the Bengals money line at plus 210. I love it. I also love the over at 38. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to opt for the over. I'm going to take the over at 38. I think that's criminally low. I don't care that it's two backups. It doesn't matter to me. I think I think the over easily cashes here at 38 points. Um oh goodness. Uh This is a flyer either way, you know, it's it's, it's horrible. Uh, I'm going to I don't know. Case Keenum's kind of good. Yeah, no, he he's not bad. He's not awful. He just hasn't played in a couple of weeks, that's all. Um, are the Browns even going to play their starters? Do they care anymore? Um, probably not. Right? Like, what? I don't see why any team that isn't going to be in contention would play their starters. But with that being said, I do like Dearness Johnson as well. Yeah. I'm going to take the Browns minus six as much as that hurts me to even say. And come Sunday, I'm about to fire up the craziest parlay. That I'm telling you guys now, here's what it's going to be. But I don't recommend taking it. I'm going to be taking a Brandon Allen interception, the Ernest Johnson touchdown for the Browns, and probably something with the Browns like minus three. Hmm, interesting. Because Brandon Allen's throwing the pick. Lock that in. <laughs> if he's got to play the whole game. Yeah. And then if Chubb doesn't play, Dearness is getting in the end zone. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Okay, let's move on. Dolphins taking on the Pats. Pats currently a six and a half point favorite. Oh boy, I love that. Pats six and a half. Lock it in. Don't need to even explain myself. Fuck the Dolphins. They're due for another loss. Yeah, Dolphins pass. I'll as boring of a play as it is. Yeah, I'll ride with Bill Belichick. Give me the Pats minus six and a half. All right, cool. Sorry, I'm like up and down trying to get my dog out of the room, and he just doesn't want to go. Um, all right, so you're on Pats minus six and a half as well. New York Jets taking on the Buffalo Bills. Bills currently a 16 and a half point favorite. Over under set at 41 and a half. I'm taking another fucking over. Over 41 and a half. I love it. Yeah, the Jets seem like they want to play to oh, like prove that they're good or something at this point in the season. Um, Bills cost me by a half point on the over last week. Yeah. Mm. I'll take the over. Dude, these over underlines this week are so tempting, and I just know that we are going to get absolutely screwed on one of them. Yeah. That's true. We are going to get screwed on one of them, but if we take a million of them, we can, you know, then we'll still be all right. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll get in I'll get in on that over forty one and a half. Cool. All right. Um up next, Carolina Panthers taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks currently eight point favorite. Um another forty one and a half over under. This is the one that I'm gonna stay away from. 
I'm going to take... This is Jeremy's favorite bet. Um, it's at Tampa Bay. I'm going to take the away team. Oh, wow. It's high, too. I'm going to take under 16 total points for the um, Carolina Panthers. Absolutely beautiful bet. That's right where my money was going. Under on the Panthers total. Guys, it's been free money for 90% of the year. Offense is horrible. Honestly, there's no reason for anyone to even be a fan at this point. We have nothing left. We are. We might as well be the Jets. Give me Deshaun Watson in the offseason or I'm finding a new team. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I hear you, man. I mean, that's got to be really rough. Um, okay. New Orleans Saints taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons, a four-and-a-half-point dog against the Sorry, the Saints, who are an absolute mess. Give me Falcons money line. That's where I'm at. Um, neither team playing for anything, but I don't care. I love the Falcons. They've won as dogs for me a couple times this season. Uh, dogs uh, this season, and I like uh, I like them to win here. Yeah, I'll definitely be sprinkling the money line as well, but I'm going to take them plus four and a half. The Saints couldn't even get can't score touchdowns. They just kicked field goals. And so that's going to cost them to not cover the spread. So, yeah, I'm in on Falcons plus four and a half. But as always, when I take the uh, underdog spread, I will be sprinkling money line as well, I'm sure. Okay. So you're taking Falcons money line or Falcons spread? No. Yeah, plus four and a half. All right. Sorry. Um, okay, cool. Um, Seahawks versus the Cards. Cards a six and a half point favorite. Um, Hawks plus 235 on the money line. Interesting. This could be a shootout. Um, but I think I'm going to take it safe. I think the cards minus six and a half. I think they win by a touchdown. Yeah, the Seahawks don't don't impress me, man. No, um, no, no. They won last week, and we're not going to see that again. We are going to have like all the same picks this week. So yeah, like, well, we're um, going to go down with the ship together, or we're going to make a ton of money. Um, yeah, I'm in on the cards minus, yeah, give me the cards minus six and a half. All right. I'll probably end up, dude, there's something about Chase Edmonds. I like him to score a touchdown. There's just something about it. But I'm going to take, unless James, is James what's James Conner's deal? To we don't, I don't know no idea. No clue. Um, I was watching him very closely because he's my RB2 in fantasy. Um, but now that fantasy's over, I honestly don't care. Um, and I have no idea what's going on, but. Um, was sidelined with a heel thing. Uh, I would imagine he'll see some reduced snaps here. He he'll be in the game, but it'll be reduced snap count for sure. Yeah, I'll just take the cards minus six and a half. Okay. Um, two more games here. LA Rams taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Rams minus four. Uh, I like Rams minus four. Uh, I don't think the Niners are good. I know that four-point spread might be appetizing for some folks, especially if we're going to see backups in this game. I just think the Rams' defense is too good across the board. I think this game could be close. Um, you know, there's an off chance that it could be close, but I like Rams minus four, and I think that uh, it's really kind of the week of the favorites here, and that's where I'm at. Yeah, I also like the Rams minus four, but just for the sake of mixing up a little, I think I'm going to take the under in this game because, like you said, the Rams' defense looks good. Are they? Are the Niners sending out Trey Lance again? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and that could be rough for him. That's a 
that's a tough team to have to make like your fourth ever start against. Yeah, it'll be a great so, learning experience for him, though. Oh, I agree. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna take the under, and it's probably gonna bite me. But uh, yeah, give me under forty four and a half. Okay. I'm hoping it goes up a little bit by Sunday, but we'll yeah. see. All right, cool. I'll let you pick the last one. We should probably have all season been doing alternating picks, but uh, I never thought about it. So the LA Chargers taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Chargers currently a three point favorite, minus one sixty four on the money line. And these, you know, the Raiders used to be a high powered offense. They haven't been so much recently, but. The over-under is at 49.5, so interesting. Where do you stand on this one? Because I kind of have a strange one. Okay, Um. well, I'm going to I'm going to give out an SGP. I'm, that, I'm feeling crazy. Last, okay. game, last game of the season, because there is no Monday night game, right? Last game of the regular season. Yep. I'm going to give out an SGP as my pick. Why not? Okay. I'm going to go Chargers, Moneyline. Eckler to score, and then I'm going under 52.5. I'm going to buy three points by myself a field goal. Great. So my play was the under, <laughs> which Jeremy just told Let's you. Let's go. Guys, yeah, I like the under. Just too. told right, you guys but... to take. Um, I was hoping we would have a, a way different um, play, but I was actually going to buy a field goal and take it to 52.5. Too much talk about the over in this game. I don't think the Raiders are offensively as good as people seem to think still for some reason. Um, I like under 52 and a half as well. That's an alt, um, but I think the value is still there. I just think that that is how this one goes. Um, okay. And with that, that is all the picks. Um, lock of the week. Are you ready, Jeremy, or would you like me to go first? I am ready, uh, and then I might throw in another one after you go. So I'll go first here. Okay. Um, I am going to take a teaser. Um, just a little. Oh, I don't like the odds on that. That's all right. Two legger. It's supposed to be a lock. Two legger. Seven point teaser. I'm taking the Chiefs and the Titans. They both need to win this week to try and take that one seed. They're both playing at 1 o'clock, so they won't know what the other team did. So I think they both go out and handle business. So that's going to give you Chiefs minus 3.5, unless they're minus 10 flat on a different book. I haven't checked. Um, And then the Titans down to minus 3 for minus 150. So not the greatest value, but for the for what you're getting, I mean, they just have to win both their games by field goal. I think it's uh, tremendous that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, for me, I have the Packers minus three and a half and the under in Chargers Rams. So we're taking Packers minus three and a half. I'm telling you guys, get in on that as soon as you possibly can. Um, I just think that it's bound to move. I don't know why it is where it is right now. Maybe they're trying to get all the money on one side first. That often happens. Um, Let's get Packers minus three and a half. And then we're going to do under 52 and a half. Alt total in Chargers Raiders. I like that. All righty. And what's your next play? You said you had another one. Yeah, um, so it's kind of piggybacking, sadly, off the Titans play. I'm essentially just taking all the teams that need to win this week. Okay. Um, money line. So what I'm doing is I'm taking the Chiefs, 
uh, the Titans, the Rams, and then I am throwing in the Packers, who don't necessarily need to win, but just the type of person Aaron Rodgers is, he won't let them lose. Yeah. All right. Um, so you're going to have the Titans, Chiefs, Packers, Rams, and that's going to give you, of course, it went away. It was like plus 236, I think, is what it was. All on the money um, line, right? Yep, all the money line, uh, plus 236, because those teams are playoff teams. They need some momentum moving forward, and I think they take care of business. Yeah, true. All right. Um, okay, guys, that's it. That's week 18. Um, I don't think you have to worry about the NFL show going anywhere. We'll absolutely be back next season. Um, see if we'll modify the format a little bit. I don't know. I have some thoughts going around in my head. Um, but I, I don't know what Jeremy's availability looks like. I'll probably have to talk off show about it, but, um, I plan on continuing to give you guys some content throughout the playoffs. I mean, um, even all the way up to the Super Bowl, the prop bet extravaganza of the year. Um, I have plans. I'm not going to go anywhere. Um, so don't worry. You're going to get football contact for the next, uh, contact football content for the next six, seven weeks. Um, however long we have until the Super Bowl. Don't sweat it. I'm not going anywhere. Um, and thank you, Jeremy, for being my co-host all season. I appreciate it. Um, I When I started the show this season, I figured it would just be me. I started it halfway through last season. Um, so I appreciate you know having a co-host. Thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. It's always nice to get together and talk to somebody that also knows what they're looking at, what they're talking about. Um, and yeah, it's been great. So thank you very much. Yeah, it was a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. And don't worry, I'll be here for the playoffs. Can't give up now. I mean, we're Absolutely getting the most not. part of the season here. I mean, you can't go away now. No, this is when the stakes start to really matter. This is when I think games are actually readable as well. Um, you know, there's there's weeks you get in the regular season where shit just gets absolutely bizarre because um, there are games that don't necessarily matter. So now that we have games that do matter, I think we're going to have quite a time. Hopefully I don't... Jinx us. I'm knocking on wood. And that's it for today, guys. Make sure you check us out on social media, um, Twitter, Instagram, at Post20Pod. We are also on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Check us out on there. Like, review, rate, subscribe, whatever they let you do. Everything's different. Um, But until next week, uh, good luck on the books. Take care. Stay healthy. We'll see you then.